after the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was, a, was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Today we celebrate the greatest disruption that has ever hit the world. Jesus Christ. Jesus changed everything. There is nothing that remained the same. Everything changed. He is alive. He has risen. He has risen indeed. We are living through an interruption in our lives. This COVID crisis has become a disruption, and I believe everything will change again. And we don't know all that the future holds. But when Jesus changed the world, he told us about the future. He told us of things that would come. And it's not bad news, it is good news. He warns us, he wants us, he wants things to get better. He said that things would not remain the same. There would be hard times, there would be awful times, but he would be with us. He has come to disrupt our lives so we might know God. He tore down walls that separated us. He broke down barriers. He got rid of sin and darkness that separated us from the Father. We are free, we are free indeed. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you fill us with joy, with hope? Fill our homes with your presence so that we would know what freedom feels like. Even as we are required to stay home and be physically distant, we want to draw near to you, O oh God. You promised that if we come close to you, you would draw near to us. Today is a happy day. We celebrate the greatest day in history, the day you came to life, back to life. God has called us out of the grave into a new life. He has called us out of darkness into light, and he has called us for a purpose. That purpose is for us to live a new and abundant life, centered around Jesus and the gospel message, which is simply God restoring everything through Jesus and his resurrection. This is the gospel. This is what we are about. This is why we exist as a church. We were established by God as the bride of Christ to fulfill this mission, to proclaim the good news that Jesus has defeated death. He has conquered the grave, that Jesus has won the victory and triumphed over Satan. We exist to bring light and in the darkness and bring transformation through the power of the Holy Spirit and the shed blood of Jesus. Paul tells us that the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. It's time to come alive. Today we're announcing some big things as a church, and here's the first one. 
We as a church family recognize that we do not exist for ourselves. We also recognize that God is calling us to reach beyond our borders, beyond the horizon. For the last 10 or so years, we have partnered with a couple, Jade and Julius Kenyamaniero, who have been serving in various roles. Most recently, they have taken over the, as the directors of the Village of Hope in Mwanza, Tanzania. God has done incredible things through their hard work and through their ministry. We have prayerfully and financially supported this family and we have formed a valuable partnership with them. When they visited us last summer, we took them a step closer and we called them family. We prayed together, we ate together, we took a family picture together. Families are disconnected right now. I know many are connecting through phone calls, through video chats. You know what it's like to miss family. This is why we are announcing today for the first time ever in our church's history, our family will be heading over to Moanza, Tanzania for a family visit. We'll have the opportunity to see firsthand the incredible work they are doing and the people they are leading at the Village of Hope. The community, the feeding programs, the new medical clinic that they've started, and so much more. It's our desire to visit with our family. Our hope is that this will be the first of many trips. It's gonna be a huge learning experience for us. We know it's gonna take a lot of time to plan, it's gonna take a lot of time to train, and it's gonna cost us a lot of money, but it's worth it. We don't have all the details figured out, and quite frankly, this crisis has potentially even changed our timeline. But we trust that God will make a way, because he always does, and he has called us to go. So join me in praying this morning for our global workers, for our mission to serve them in their community. This is our chance to show them that we believe what we say, that they are a part of our family. So in a few minutes, we're gonna pray, and then you're gonna be able to see a video from them and understand a little bit more of some of the work that they are doing. But I look forward as a church family of partnering with them once again, heading overseas on a long, long adventure to go experience for ourselves and see what it is like on the ground. This is a learning experience. This is a growing experience for us. It's gonna stretch us beyond our comfort zone and we need that because God is going to reveal to us a little bit more his heart for humanity. He's gonna to reveal to us the call that he's placed on our global workers, our missionaries. And it's gonna renew in us our call as citizens of the kingdom of heaven to serve our community even better. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity that you have given to us. I thank you for the work of Jade and Julius and their family that they are doing, Lord, at the Village of Hope and in their community of Mwanza, Tanzania. God, we trust you that you will take care of all of their needs. Lord, we pray for protection over them now, Lord, from this virus as they serve, Lord, some of the most vulnerable children and families in their community. God, I thank you that we have a valuable partnership. I thank you that they are a part of our family. Lord, may you continue to use us to encourage them. Lord, may we remember to think of them and to pray for them regularly. God, we pray a blessing over them. Lord, for the team that we will send from our church, from this community, from the North Shore, God, I pray that you would resource us, you would call us, you would equip us by your Holy Spirit. Prepare our hearts now, O oh God, and Lord, take care of the details. Lord, we know that there are many. I thank you in your holy name I pray, amen. From even before we got married, we knew we wanted to come back to Africa and work on the mission field here at some point. 
So when that burden was strong on our hearts and we were looking into options, we didn't want to go back to Kenya. We wanted a bit of a new adventure and a new country, but still on the continent. And when we were pursuing different options, a connection came up with a local church in Dar es Salaam. So we came initially for one year, which ended up being two years. And before we knew it, we were totally sold out. We felt that God had started something cool in Tanzania. And here we are on our seventh year. We've seen children come into our centers with little no hope. And we've seen a transformation. It's like day and night when these kids start dreaming big. And we have already seen some of them graduate from the program and going outside to live independently. Seeing that product of the people that otherwise could have not had a future, now living life to the fullest is such a joy. But also being able to see the leaders taking up new responsibilities, growing in their roles, going to the community and working with the community leaders, empowering them and saying, let's do this. Very, very encouraging. It's been really cool to watch them realize that they have something to offer this world, that God has given them something unique, a story, that he's given them gifts and talents and abilities that they can actually offer to the world and make a positive change in their community. The needs are overwhelming, but we are not going to be inviting the children in need in. We are going out there to find where they are and working with them. So that's why we've started satellite programs. We have Village of Hope Lale, which is growing every year. We are launching another satellite program where we'll start with a nutrition program and a preschool on the other side of town. We focus on five major programs. That's education. We want to make sure that every child is healthcare is taken care of. We want to make sure that children have good nutrition. And we want to ensure that every child that we have a chance to serve sees Jesus, sees Christ, and is introduced to Christ, and they have a personal relationship with him. These are kids coming from really disadvantaged situations where their families struggle to put food on the table, their families struggle to educate them, and hope is just lost. You know, as a parent, you want to give your kid everything. And to imagine being in a place where you can't do that. And so when we're able to go in and say, we would like to help you, help your child. And you can watch through enrolling one child in our education and nutrition program, you, you watch that whole family unit change. I feel so passionate about the work that God has called me to, because God found me. It took somebody to share the faith, and when I accepted that faith, it changed everything. It excites me to think of what these kids are gonna do for Tanzania when they grow up, because I just feel like they have so much potential and we're just giving them an opportunity. They're the ones that are actually going to make positive change in this country and in their communities.
If you always do what you've always done, you'll always be where you've always been. This whole announcement Sunday is not just a whim. We have been working through a revitalization process, much like a home renovation. This process is called regeneration. In fact, it was almost a year ago that I made the first phone call to trigger this process. We believe it's time for a long-term vision and strategy for our church and our community. We have to do things that we've never done to go and do things to reach people that we've never met before. It takes God six hours to grow a mushroom, but it takes him 60 years to grow an oak tree. Mushrooms spring up overnight and are gone the next day. But oak trees, they last for hundreds of years. Children play in them, couples get married under them, people build their lives around them. Do you want our church to be like a mushroom or to be like the oak tree? That's a quote from Rick Warren and I think you know the answer. We believe that we've been regenerated as God's children. We want to see regeneration happen on a personal level, on a church-wide scale, and certainly we want to see it happen in our communities. This is why as leaders we have a vision to engage regularly with 300 people in a meaningful experience that centers around the presence of God and connecting together. This could be a Sunday morning experience, a home group, online, or in some other creative experience that we've yet to dream. We picked 300 because it's roughly 10% of the population on the North Shore of Lake Superior, between the communities of Pace Platte and Jackfish. Seeing 10% of our population engage in a committed relationship with God will result in a significant cultural shift leading to eternal change for generations to come. It will be a lot of work. It will take a lot of energy. It will require a lot of resources. It will mean every member to be all in for the mission, are all out for the mission and all in this together. This is going to mean some changes for us as a church. In order to fulfill this dream and this vision to reach and engage with 300 people regularly, we need to establish who we are. What are the attributes that define us? What are we known for? Who is God calling us to be specifically as a church? Our second announcement this morning is sharing our four core values that will shape and guide us as a church moving forward. These values reflect currently who we are in some ways and represent growth and refinement in others. Here they are for you today. The first core value that we believe, we value belonging. We want you to feel like you're a part of the family regardless of where you are on your faith journey. We value change and transformation. God never changes, but he does change us. We each are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can know him. Number three is generosity. We give our time, our talent, and our treasure, and we sow into God's kingdom. Second Corinthians says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. We want to sow and be generous toward our community and to the world around us. We want to invest in them and into God. Finally, number four, we value future. We value generations. There's this thing called the four to 14 window and that simply means we want to specifically target children between the ages of four and 14. Psalm 102 says that it is written that the generation to come, a people yet to be created, may praise the Lord. I want to share with you a few stories of real people that you might know that already reflect and are living out these values in our church and in our community. I'm so looking forward to joining you on this adventure as we look to the future to believe that God is going to do a mighty thing on the North Shore of, of Lake Superior. 
So stay tuned and listen in to some of these incredible stories, these incredible people that you'll get to hear from right now. Awesome. Well, I'm here with Tyler Tricolo, probably not a stranger to many of you that'll be watching today. And uh, we are talking about our core values. And one of the core values we talk about is transformation. And Tyler has an incredible transformation story that I want you to hear. Instead of me telling some stranger's story, let's hear from somebody we actually know. So, so Tyler, not that you need much of an introduction, but tell us a little about who you are, who you were, and who you are now. Yes. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I'm grateful to be here to speak uh, in front of the people. And uh, no, no ashamed here. I'm very open about my faith and who I am and, what I'm, and where I'm headed. So I come from... I come from a small community where everyone else is. <laughs> Terraspace scriber. Uh, yeah. I'm a husband. I'm a, a father, and I'm an older, oldest brother, shortest brother. Uh, I always put that in there. Uh, yeah. I have uh, two parents, mom uh, Frank and Linda, amazing people. Um, and uh, you know, I, I wasn't always a you know a lover of Christ or a follower of Christ or or what have you. Um, I was quite you know I, I think my path was different. I left home at a young age to go play hockey and. Uh, that is when, you know, I lived with different families and different types of families and different, uh, cultures and beliefs and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then I, I was basically confused about uh, who God was and who Jesus was. Um, so I actually turned me into what you call an atheist, if you want to call yeah. it that. Cause yeah, I just like, sure. I thought it was silly. I thought it was silly. And, uh, and then, I, then, I, then I, then I, then I went to university <laughs> and took geography, uh, in, in my early twenties and then you know, they really push evolution and, and how the earth was made. I took geology and all that stuff. So it, it gave me even a darker, not a darker path, but it gave me a deeper path that, you know, he wasn't real. Mm. And at the same time of that path, uh, Gary, you know, I was, my life was going in shambles. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I w I'm, I'm a, I'm a child that has a, a son that had a great life. My parents had given me everything. Uh, I don't, I, I can't, I can't say I was born at all through bad luck. I, I had everything, yeah. food, on, food on the table, money in my pocket, yeah. vehicles, all that sort of stuff. And I still found myself depressed, unhappy, uh, living in the flesh, uh, hating, judging, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I believe it had to do with, you know, my relationship being far and farther and farther and away from, from, from Christ and, and, and God. Because, you know, uh, we learned about God in, Catholic, in, in the Catholic school, and that was good. You know, we got to know him. Um, we still celebrated Christmas and all the holidays. And, uh, you know, those are the days that maybe you got closer to God, and then the next day you, you got farther apart from him. So, um, as I went through university, uh, I had a transformation um, <clears throat> that led me to a man named Bill Morgan. Bill Morgan is uh, a pastor and scriber. Yeah. Good man. Uh, he, he told me appreciate him a lot. He's, you know, he speaks from the heart. Uh, we were working out together and he, I was, that was my first in, that was my first, I guess my, my re-entrance to who he was and what, and why he is here and, and what, yeah. what, what he's about. Right. Yeah. And, uh, Bill gave me a perspective and may, maybe I kind of laughed at it in behind closed doors. I'll be honest, but it stuck with me, Bill's story and, and Bill's genuine, like his, the way he is, I, you can't judge him because he's just a beautiful human being. Yeah. Uh, I saw him the other day actually. And he, he heard, he, we haven't reconnected since then. And yeah. uh, he's quite proud of, of where we're headed. Absolutely. So, and then, uh, so, so I was still fighting it, you know, and then I, I came into, you know, I started 
to uh, build my, my, my online businesses and, and our gym and, you know, and we've started building our report with the community of health and wellness. You know, that was our, our tool that helped us, you know, help people. And so I remember being at a, at a, a event um, and they were talking about God and, and Jesus at this event. And I, and I looked to one of my business partners and I'm like, why they did like, is this what it's about? Like, and I was like, I'm like, no, I'm like, I don't want to be here. Like, I just, it's uncomfortable for me. And she, yeah. she, I remember her telling me, it's like, it's okay. Don't be uncomfortable. It's, it's what they believe in. Don't judge. Just do what you believe in. They, nobody's judging you for what you believe in. Just, yeah. you know, just be at peace with it. And I was like, okay, okay. Oh, well. <laughs> and that night was actually the night I had given myself to Jesus. Um, I was in the hallway. I was walking out of a, out of overcome nation. You asked me what that sign was. Uh, yeah. it was, it was the after party for Rick, uh, Rick, my, my mentor, uh, his, he had a little get together with the team and I was leaving that get together. And, and I saw a man in the hallway, he was lit up like a Christmas tree. I don't know why, I don't know how. And it was like 20 feet away from me. And I looked at him and I'm blind. Like I, I'm squinting. I'm like, yeah. you know, like, like Mr. Magoo. And I'm like, <laughs> so it made me, it made me, it drew me to something drew me to him. Yeah. So I drew to him and I shook his hand. And when I shook his hand, uh, he introduced himself. I introduced myself and his name is Ricky Untermeyer. And, um, I am forever grateful for that man and his wife. Um, and I started to tremble and shake when he shook my hand and he told me that uh, I'm, I'm missing something in my life and he can feel it. And, uh, he was right. And I, he said, do you feel like you have an emptiness in your heart? And I said, every single day. And, uh, he said, it's because you don't have the Lord in your life. And I'm like, why is I so why is everyone saying this to me? Yeah. So then I, 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 I broke down in tears literally in front of hundreds yeah. of people. Cause it's just a, a high traffic place. And yeah. um, he prayed for me and it felt like a bunch of cement was pulled out of me. I felt like, wow. I felt like, I felt like uh, a butterfly. Wow. <laughs> I, felt, wow. I felt light. And then, uh, you know, moving forward, um, I was scared, fearful of what Absolutely. people were going to think of me because it was such a new, new feeling and new, uh, I knew I was being transformed into something. Um, uh, I'm back. Yeah. I'm back. Yeah, uh, I, I, was, I was being transformed into something. Someone's trying to call me. And then, uh, and then I was like, what's my wife going to think? What's my mom and dad going to think? And I'm yeah. like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, what's going to, like, I started worrying. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they, and they gave me steps to move forward. The, uh, and I went to the, I went to the service that next morning. There was a service the next morning and Tanya yeah. and my business partner was like, Tyler, just come to the service. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I'll come. Yeah. And that service blew my mind. It blew me away. I was like weeping in tears and I had holding the guy's hand beside me. His name's Eric. We're still friends to this day. He's a good man. Yeah. And, uh, and I, 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 I realized what church is actually about that wow. day. Wow. And Amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, uh, and then, and then that's it. And I, I realized that Brittany was praying for me the year before Gary Yeah, Brittany had prayed for me the year wow. before. And that was her prayers were answered, I believe. Yeah. And that's what they say. And, uh, here I am today. Yeah. What an, what an incredible story. Now you talked about, they gave you some next steps and we won't, we won't go there today, but we definitely got to share those because there's people yes. that are going to be watching this that have gone through, or will certainly soon go through a similar or a transformational experience. So we definitely want to give them next steps. So we're going to, we're going to tap into some of that later. And uh, I'm just so thankful for you, Tyler, for being willing to share today. And for the people that are watching this service and this video, what they don't know is that we tried to record this already. 
and I failed miserably. And I got some great video, and Brooks is playing in the background. It was awesome. <laughs> Could not hear a single word that was said. And so what I think is incredible is that Tyler was gracious enough to record it again. And the story that he shared with me was the exact same story today. So he's not making this stuff up. And uh, so good to have you share your experience, your heart, your transformation experience. And I look forward to seeing what God's going to use with you today and in the future, Lord, in our church, in our community, and around the entire North Shore. So thank you so much. Thank you, Gary. Pretty, pretty cool thing. And I want to hear more of what you think church should be like, because that's the journey that we're on this morning. So awesome. I'll leave it at that. Thank you so much, Tyler. My pleasure, Gary. Gary, it's Ellie and Presley. We're on the trampoline right now sitting down. Um, we're going to give you our reasons why we like going to church and youth group. I'll go first. I like going to church because I like learning new interesting facts about God, and I like seeing my friends and family there. I like going to youth group because there's fun activities and I get to hang out with my friends. I like going to church because we get to see our family and friends and we get to do crafts and hang out uh, in the downstairs. And um, I like going to youth group because we get to see our friends, do fun activities, and still learn about God. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Bye! Now these, of course, are only a couple stories about people who are experiencing and living through the things that we value as a church already. And I hope to share more in stories in the future because there's nothing that you can compare to the power of a story. Now, we put everything under the microscope and we even talked about our mission statement. And our mission statement is loving God, loving you together. Now, we also looked at what could our mission statement be that would reflect who we wanna be in the future. What is it that we're all about? And so we came up with this statement, loving God, loving you together. Now, you may say that sounds a little bit familiar. In fact, you might even say that sounds the same, and obviously it is. But what we realized was is that we looked at our core values, we looked at the four pillars that uh, would help define who we are, and we realized that our mission statement sort of just came to life. It sort of just kind of breathed new life into who we already were, what we were already about. And so I want you to hear from Judy this morning. And some of you, many of you, all of you probably know who Judy is. And she's going to share with you just some of some really valuable insights about what our mission statement means. Loving God, loving you together. Thank you, Pastor Gary, for asking me to share about what the mission statement means to me. The church mission statement is loving God, loving you together. The Bible tells us that we are to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I find the deeper that we grow in our relationship with Christ, the more we learn how to love. Then God goes on further to say, love your neighbor as yourself or do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I find that the deeper the love that you have for Christ, the easier it is to show love and to accept people and love them through life. And we are to do it um, with that consciousness of you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And when we learn to do that together, then we can actually do the Great Commission, which is go out into the world and spread the gospel, share the good news with other people. So on reflection of what our church statement or mission statement is, loving God, loving you 
together. I think it's perfect just the way it is. And church, we do that really well. And um, we can continue to do this in our dark times. Actually, there was a little song that we used to sing in a youth group, and it reminds me so much of our mission statement. Just a, a song that you could sing in a round goes like this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and love all of mankind as you would love yourselves and love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and mind and love all mankind we've got christian lives to live we've got jesus love to give we've got nothing to hide because in him we abide so i hope you have a wonderful day a wonderful week we're going to get through these times together and we can continue to love God, loving you together. God bless you all. Now we recognize that having a lot of changes written down here today, we recognize that there's some physical changes that are also going to take place in our building. Now we value belonging, which we sort of define as that means you feel like family. And what does that mean? It means that when you come, we want to know your name. And we also want you to feel welcome. Now, my mom has sort of a rule, kind of unwritten, the way I've just sort of observed growing up, and it was this. If you come to our house, the first time you come, you're a guest. The second time you come, you, you're obviously a friend, and you know where to get the coffee, you know where to find your coffee cup. Now, the third sort of step to that I looked at is this, is uh, we welcome you as family, third time you come. And family means it's time for you to help with the dishes. Now, does that mean we're going to make you do dishes when you come to church? Probably not. Um, but maybe. The whole purpose, the idea behind it is, is that if we want to be successful in our mission, we want to be successful to accomplish our and live out our core values, means that we have to be all out and all in. Everybody has to be all out for the mission, and everyone has to be involved, serving somewhere, doing something. And so we want to give you tools, we want to equip you, we want to help you discover what you're good at and help you serve in the capacity God has gifted you to serve. And so for the next few weeks on our Sunday morning experience, we're going to go through a few different ways that you can experience and know what God wants you to do. And this doesn't matter how young or how old you are because we value generations. God equips us and God calls us at different times in our lives to do different things. And we want to help you fulfill your life's purpose, your life's mission. It's part of who we are. It's part of what we value. If you belong here, that means God has brought you here for a purpose. And God is going to use you for a purpose. And so we look forward to seeing the way that God's going to open up doors in your life. Now, one of the things that we value is our kids, is our next generation. And so we have a special song like we do most mornings for the kids. Now, it's not just kids. It's for all, all the families to be involved. But generally, it's a kids-themed song. And so I'm going to get you to get ready now to jump into, out of your couch, out of bed, wherever you're watching from this morning, to get those arms moving, to get those legs moving, get the heart rate going. And we're going to do a special kids song today, followed by a very special Easter story. Hi, kids. 
Welcome to church today. Happy Easter. I hope you're having a fun morning with your family. Uh, this morning, we just want to do something fun for you guys. I miss you all at uh, Sunday school and kids church and playing uh, some games and some fun things. So we thought we'd bring it into your house and you guys can go do something fun uh, together with brothers and sisters, moms and dads, and whoever you're sharing your house with today. So yesterday I put a post up on our Facebook page uh, that talked about what you're going to look for uh, in our little hunt today. But if you didn't see that post, we're going to give you a, a, a few seconds here to do a quick run around your house to find these things. So these is what you're looking for. You need something black, two sticks, something red, a piece of cloth, a rock, an empty box, something white, something green, and something new. So nine things you need to find. Are you ready? Get set, go. Kids, welcome back. I hope you found all those awesome items in your house. Hope you found some really cool things. So our kids did this scavenger hunt for us. Mackenzie, Catherine, and Leland went for a hunt through our house, which they were very excited for. And this is what we found. So pull out your something black. Uh-oh. I guess I should have checked. Ouch. Something black I have flying at me. We have a mitt. So something black represents uh, the, the sin, the, the bad things we do in our lives, the things that are bad in our world, just sort of the, um, the not so good things in our lives. That's the black item that you found. Just lay that down in front of you. Next, we have our two sticks. So we have our two sticks and they just kind of look like nothing, but when you put them together, they make our cross to remind us of what Jesus did for us, that we're celebrating the cross today. So put that, those sticks down in front of you. Next, you hopefully found something red and our girls found a big red pillow, which is actually Ariel, Ariel pillow, a big red pillow, which represents and shows us Jesus's blood. And when Jesus was on that cross, he was hurt and he had, he had boo-boos and he was sore and he, he was bleeding. So it reminds us that he was hurt for us. Next, you found a piece of cloth. So something cool that reminds us uh, about Jesus and his last few days with us was that he washed people's feet. They cl he cleaned people's feet to show them that he loved us so much, that he would act like a servant and wash people's feet, that he would give up his life for us. Next, you found, hopefully somewhere in your house or outside, a rock. And our rock, as the story of, of Jesus continues, our rock is going to remind us about the tomb. So Jesus died on that cross that you found, those sticks that you found. Then they took him down and they put him inside this tomb. 
and they rolled a big humongous stone, big humongous rock in front of that, that tomb, that hole, that cave, and they covered it. You couldn't see in, you couldn't get in. There was absolutely no way anyone was going to get in and definitely no one was gonna get out. So this is what reminds us of that tomb. Then next, we're gonna come back to that rock in a minute because next you found an empty box. So as the story keeps going, that tomb was closed up tight. The stone, now it was bigger than this, was covered, was keeping it sealed shut. But when Jesus' friends came back to see him, the rock was gone and the doors were open. And is anything in your box? Jesus was gone. He wasn't in there anymore. So he had died. They put him inside the, 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 the tomb. But three days later, it was empty. Jesus was gone. So then you went around and you found something white. We found a white plate. <laughs> Not super creative, but a white plate. And this is going to show us and remind us that because of Jesus, because he did all of that, we are bright and clean again. And now, we get to be green. We have a green Lego box. I'm sure lots of you watching love to play Lego. So we found our green Lego box and it reminds us that we get to grow in God and in Jesus because of Jesus we get to grow like a like a plant like a tree we get to grow big and tall and strong and do wonderful things because Jesus died for us and we get to learn more and more about him every day now lastly we had found something new so Mackenzie got a new little bag here and it's gonna remind us, whatever you found that's new, I want you to pick it up and I want you to look at it. Think about how cool it is, what you love about it, that it's new and fancy. And I want you to know that because of Jesus, the old has gone and the new has come. How exciting is new things. Thanks for joining me for that little story. And I have one more thing to share with you before we go on. Wasn't that a cool story? So before you go, I'm sure you all have lots of candy around your house. And I wanted to leave you with just a little, little uh, poem to think about when you're eating all your yummy treats today. So I went and found some candy found some jelly beans actually but whatever kind of candy you have I, I want you to look at it and I'm sure you see lots of different colors so here's my poem today this is about jelly beans so red is for the blood he gave green is for the 
is for the grass he made. Yellow is for the sun so bright. Orange is for the edge of night. Black is for the sins we made. And white is for the grace he gave. Purple is for his hour of sorrow. And pink is for our new tomorrow. A bag full of jelly beans, colorful and sweet, is a prayer, is a promise, is an Easter treat. So I thank you guys for, for listening today, for playing my little scavenger hunt. I, uh, I hope you learned something new today. And I pray that uh, you would have a wonderful day with your family. And uh, remember that Jesus loves you and we love you. And we're praying and thinking of you every day. Thanks, guys. Happy Easter. We have one more exciting announcement to make this morning. On this Easter Sunday, we recognize that what happened on this day 2,000 years ago is the reason for our existence. Jesus was beaten, bruised, crucified, and he died. He was buried in a tomb, and when on that tomb was sealed, it was guarded under orders. However, there was a great event that took place. The power of the grave, the power of death was no match for the power of Jesus Christ. Two women came to the tomb to prepare the body. What they found was a tomb that was empty. The stone, it was rolled away. There was no body. Instantly, they were met with an angel that spoke to them and declared that they were searching for. The one who they were searching for was alive. He was not there. He had risen from the dead. He had risen from the dead. That is power. Romans tells us that the wages of sin is death. We're also told that the gift of God is eternal life. It is also said that we are dead in our transgressions and our sins. But Paul tells us that same power that raised Christ from the dead now lives in us. We have come alive again. We no longer walk in darkness. We have been given new life. We have been given a second chance. We have been regenerated. We've been talking in Galatians all winter long that we have been crucified with Christ. We no longer live. Christ lives within me. If we accept Jesus as our Lord, our master, repent from our sinful ways, turn to the higher things of God, we too will become alive again, reborn. We will become something new. The bride on her wedding day will go through something incredibly special and empowering. I have two daughters, and I imagine that one day, I pray that one day, they're going to get married. As parents, we teach our girls and share with them our identity as Adunos. We share with them our traditions as a family. We do things with them that Adunos do. I look at my son, and I think and see that he'll always be an Aduno. Looking at the definition of all of our children's names, we often get a good laugh, especially when we see their personalities shine bright. It was just the other day I was putting Leland, our son, to bed. I realized that the bigger he gets, the way I hold him, the way I comfort him, the way I put him to bed is going to have to change because he's heavy, he's big, he's growing. I was reminded as I was praying with him that night that his name means of the Meadowland, which represents rest and renewal. 
We specifically heard from God that Leland would be someone who would be a breath of fresh air to others, that he would bring relief and he would bring help in times of trouble. The Meadowland, which his name means, was a land that was left to rest for a season, for the ground to replenish, replenish itself before it was farmed again. I remember his identity, especially when I think of the lack of rest that I get chasing him around, knowing these years are precious, because they are preparing him for his destiny to fulfill his calling as Leland Gary Aduno. As for his sisters, likely a day will come when we'll get to give them away to wonderful, godly young men. They will take on a total new identity. It doesn't mean that what we have passed on to them is negative or bad. It doesn't mean that we're going to have what we've accomplished is, is null and void with them. It's a good thing. It's, they've accomplished some good new things, and they're going to do new things as a family with their husbands, their new identity, as they grow into someone new. Their name is going to change, and I probably will have the opportunity to perform the ceremony of their weddings. Our church has existed since 1975. Its focus was on the community of Terrace Bay and it has been successful, bumps in along the way. But our vision today has shifted. We desire to reach all of the North Shore, whether you live in Scriber, Ross Port, Pace Platte, or Terrace Bay, or Jackfish. Our church wants to be the catalyst for our entire population, for generations to meet the living God and be transformed together. Therefore, as we grow, we as Terrace Bay Gospel Assembly, from this point forward, will be known as North Shore Church. We live in one of the most beautiful places in the entire world. The hills, the rocks, the trees, the great big beautiful lake all reveal and declare the glory of God. Whereas the people who reside on the North Shore and call it home God is madly in love with you, and he desperately desires to be with us. Now, our church already represents residents from each of these communities, but our vision is to see a spiritual growth and renewal take place in all of our towns, all of our communities. Now more than ever is the time for unity, a time to come together. We don't leave our heritage and our legacy behind. We marry the past with the future together so we can expect to see and expect to experience the life-changing presence of God in ourselves, in our families, in our neighborhoods, and the entire North Shore. We invite you to join us on this brand new journey. It'll be a big, ambitious adventure, one that requires a lot of faith, the power of the Holy Spirit to fulfill this vision. There are mountains to move, miracles to happen, but our faith is in a God who can make miracles happen. Our faith is in a God who moves mountains. Join us today as we sing the song Waymaker as a step of faith and a commitment to our mission and our vision moving forward. That is who our God is. He is a way maker. He is a miracle worker. He is a promise keeper. He is a light in the darkness. God, we need your power. We need your strength. We need you, Heavenly Father, through this season of change. God, we believe today that you have raised us up from the dead. You, we are leaving our old lives behind, God, moving into a new season, a new future, a bright future, where you are glorified above all other things. God, we believe for our communities that you will reach from heaven, that you will see your kingdom come here on the North Shore as it is in heaven. 
God, we look to you today for your grace, your mercy, your wisdom, your provision, your strength. Lord, I pray for transformation. I pray for life change. Lord, may we belong together as your family. Lord, may we see generations rise up. May we see us be generous in all that you have given us. May we pass your love and your provision on to to others. God, I pray in this moment for a renewal of your Holy Spirit, a renewal, O God, of your presence to be known, that we would know the voice, we would know the name, we would know the person of Jesus Christ. And that others, Lord, as they travel through our towns, as they travel along the North Shore, I pray as we turn to you, O God, as you raise us up to new life, that we will see people would experience the very presence of God as they drive through on our highway. God, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. We sing now this song as a song of faith and commitment to you. In your name I pray, amen. Let's sing together as we celebrate this moment that he is alive, that he is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He is our way maker. He is our miracle worker.